What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today, we have another Q&A that we're going to hop into, and I honestly don't have a lot of announcements or anything really to go over with you guys before we hop into those questions. So I'll just briefly let you know one thing. If you have questions that you would like me to dive into on future Q&A episodes, if you'll go to lostandlifting.com backslash podcast and go to the bottom of that page, I have created a section there to where you can ask me whatever your question may be and it will directly link to my email to where I'll get those questions and I can bring them on the podcast and answer them for you just a deep dive to help you with your training, your nutrition, or whatever it may be. So again, that is lostandlifting.com backslash podcast. I'll go ahead and make sure to link that in the show notes below. So if you ever do have questions, if you ever have anything that you'd like me to discuss on here, if you ever have suggestions for future show episodes, if you ever have anybody that you would like me to bring onto the show, anything like that, please let me know in that section. Again, it's lostandlifting.com backslash podcast. You can reach me directly there. Everything that you ask in that in that little section at the bottom of that webpage will go directly to my email so that I, I'll get it. I'll also shoot you back an email answering the questions for you in depth as well as bringing those on the podcast if I feel like they'll be helpful to a lot of other people who listen to the show as well. So that is available to you. Take advantage of it if you would like to. And with that said, let's just hop into the questions that we have today. Question number one, is the trap bar deadlift closer to a squat than a deadlift in terms of muscle activation? That's a good question. I actually really enjoy the trap bar deadlift myself and I've been using it much more than I've been doing a traditional deadlift with just a standard barbell in the last few months. And I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. And this is a solid question because a lot of people will tell you that using a trap bar is going to turn the deadlift more into a squat than it is to an actual deadlift. And this really just depends on how you set up for that movement inside of the trap bar. You can make it still more hip hinge dominant, which is again going to make it more of a deadlift to where it's going to activate your posterior chain. But you can also, where you have the handles on your sides rather than out in front of you, you can also set it up to where you can get into a deeper squat position to where you have more flexion at the knee, which is going to turn it into, it's just going to add more quad emphasis to it. Again, you're still going to hit some of your posterior chain through that, but it is going to create that bigger flexion at your knee, which is going to make it more quad emphasis. And what I've been trying to do is, I'm still actually keeping it more of like a hip hinge emphasis. So I'm looking at it more as a deadlift to where I'm working my posterior chain rather than thinking of it as I'm working a lot of my quads in it as well. Just because I'm creating more of a hip hinge, I'm not letting my knees bend as much. So I'm having to push back at my knees further, still making sure that my lower back is flat. And as I push up and through that movement, I just focus on pushing my hips through and that's going to activate my hamstrings. That's going to activate my glutes. That's going to activate a little bit of my lower back and really make sure that I'm working the posterior chain rather than getting in the a bunch of knee flexion to where my knee has to travel, my knee joint travels further, which is going to end up activating my quads a lot more. So it can be done either way. Generally speaking, if you are newer to the deadlift, the trap bar is a great place to start to learn just because it's a little bit easier. You have a less chance of getting hurt because um, you don't have such a far distance from your hinge, your lower back to where the actual bar is at, to where you can end up with rounding your lower back and just running into issues there. So it's definitely a little bit easier to learn, but a lot of people look at it as only a movement for beginners. And I would, I would, 
I would fight that a little bit, honestly. I think that it's a great movement, even the more advanced you get. It just depends on how you set yourself up for it and if you have a good enough knowledge base around that movement um, to be able to alter it to whatever it is that you're trying to do. And a few things that I really like about it too is, is one, the trap bar deadlift is safer. Two, your grip is neutral. So you're not having to, your grip's never really that big of a factor. So like one thing I don't like about a traditional deadlift is when I have to get heavy enough to actual challenge, actually challenge my posterior chain, I have to run a mix grip to where I have one hand over the top and I have one hand underneath and doing that can cause muscle imbalances because I'm not holding the grip the same because I can lift my posterior chain. My body can lift more weight than what my grip can handle, which again, probably means I should work on my grip a little bit, but I don't love doing a mixed grip for that reason, just in terms of the muscle imbalances, because I'm holding the bar differently on both sides, which is going to pull at each side a little bit differently, causing a bit of a different stimulus. So, um, I don't love the conventional deadlift for that reason or the sumo deadlift. But again, if you have like a goal specific to where you're a a competitor, you're a power lifter, something like that, and you're going to have to do the traditional bar in competition, then obviously you're going to want to train more with the actual um, Olympic bar. But if you're just a gen pop type person who's wanting to get stronger, um, wanting to stay injury free, wanting to get healthier, I think that the trap bar deadlift is a great option. Again, it's what I'm using right now as well, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And if you're an athlete, I think the trap bar has a lot of benefit as well. There's been studies done on the trap bar actually that it's actually better for you to train your explosiveness over a traditional bar. So using the trap bar helps you because of the velocity that you can create with your hands being by your sides rather than being out in front of you to where it's going to pull at that lower back a little bit harder. So that's a couple of things just to keep in mind. I really do like the trap bar myself. And if the clients that I'm programming for have the ability to be able to use a trap bar, if they have that in their resources in their gyms, I like to program trap bar work for them as well. But again, it depends on why you're lifting, right? If you're lifting to get stronger at a traditional deadlift because you're going to be competing or something like that in powerlifting, obviously you're going to want to go that route and use more of a barbell. But if you're just doing it for the fact of to get stronger, to build muscle, I really like the trap bar over the traditional barbell when it comes to deadlift movements. And again, to answer your question, is it more squat dominant? This just depends on how you set up for it. If you're going to set, create a bigger hinge at the hips and not let your knees bend quite as much, it's still going to be more like a, like a traditional deadlift where you're going to work a lot more your posterior chain. If you allow your knees to get more flexion and to bend more, that's going to bring more of your quads into the movement. So you could honestly do it either way. I wouldn't say either way is wrong, but it just depends on what you're trying to get from the movement. If you're already training a traditional squat, like a barbell squat or a front squat or something like that. If you use a trap bar, I would still say to try to not let, not let there be quite as much bend in the knee to make sure that we're working more of that posterior chain during that movement. Question number two, wonder if I can get away with doing bent squat and deadlift two times a week, or will it be too much on my body? I like that question too. And Honestly, it just depends on what your goals are. If you have goals that are heavily based in strength, I think doing bent squat and deadlift a couple of times a week is actually a really good idea. That doesn't mean that you're going to go balls to the wall in each of those exercises twice a week. You'll probably have a higher intensity day and then more of like a power or a speed day to where you're using less weight and you're focusing more on just getting better at the form of that movement rather than trying to take the movement close to failure in both sessions to where 
in the squat bench and deadlift if you're doing it two times a week. So it really just depends. I have some programming that I have some clients on at the moment that they are squatting, benching, and deadlifting twice a week. Their first session of the week is based on more high intensity. It's a max effort to where we're somewhere in the four to six rep range and we're pushing that intensity up to like an RPE seven to nine in those exercises. And we're trying to increase weight, get them closer to failure to be able to push their strength levels higher and higher. But then the second workout of the week is more of a dynamic effort day to where we're working on more power and speed. So we're only keeping the RPE around a five or six on that day, keeping the weight lighter, shooting for around the three to five rep range. And we're just focusing on perfect form and creating as much velocity through that movement as we can just to practice the form to get better at the movement as well as practice speed and explosiveness so that we can create more power through that movement to when we come back to heavier weights, which is just going to help us get stronger at that movement over time as well. But if you're trying to run like an RPE eight to nine, seven to nine, twice a week on those big movements, you're probably going to burn out your CNS, your central nervous system pretty quickly and build a lot of fatigue to where you might end up running into a wall a little bit faster, or you just might end up needing deloads a whole lot quicker, which is just slowing you down more as well. So it would really come down to making sure that you're being very intentional with the way that you're programming both of those movements. And I don't think that doing them twice a week is a bad idea whatsoever. I think it's a great idea, especially if you have goals of getting stronger faster, because the big thing when it comes to strength is part of it is a skill, learning the bench, learning the deadlift, learning the squat. Those are very skill-based movements. And the better you can get at those movements and the more that you can practice those movements, the stronger you're going to be able to get at those movements at a faster timeline because you're going to get better at performing the movement more efficiently. So it can be a very good idea. But with that said, if your goal is to just strictly build muscle, I wouldn't say that trying to run the bench squat and deadlift twice per week is the best idea. You could do it and you could definitely get away with it. But like to run what I just said, run a more of a max effort day and run more of a dynamic day to where the intensity is a lot lower. I'd rather just see you add in different variations of the squat bench and deadlift on different days and keep the intensity of those exercises higher. Again, around an RP of a seven to nine to make sure that you are in that range, that hypertrophy range to where you're challenging the muscle in both sessions each week to make sure that you're giving that muscle the signal to continue growing and getting bigger and adapting. So like maybe it'd be like a a deadlift on day one, and then the second deadlift session of the week would be an RDL, a Romanian deadlift, which is just a different variation. For the squat, maybe it's a barbell squat on the first day, and then the second day, maybe it's a hack squat, or maybe it's a front squat, or something like that that's just a little bit different of a variation of the standard squat where you can push that intensity a little bit higher as well. So it all just depends on what your goal is. If the goal is strength-based, I would say doing those movements twice per week, good idea. Just make sure you're varying those intensities and you're not going max effort on both days. If your goal is more muscle-based, I would say probably once per week is enough. And then the second part of the week, adding in just different variations of those exercises at still higher intensities is probably going to make more sense because you're going to be challenged the muscle more often, which is going to send more signal to that muscle to continue growing and adapting. All right. How many sets per muscle group should I do per week? Again, as with the last couple of questions, it depends. So let's go over what it depends on. First and foremost, it depends on 
what your training history has looked like. How many sets have you been doing in the past and what have the results been like for the amount of sets that you have been doing? If the amount of sets you're doing is working, your muscles are growing or you're building strength, whatever that goal is, I would say keep doing the amount of work that you're currently doing because don't fix something that's not broken. Um, If what you're doing is currently not working, then it probably makes sense to either drop volume down if you're doing a lot of volume or to increase volume if you can handle more work, maybe longer workouts, more sets um, per session to force your body to continue adapting by adding a little bit more volume in. So really, it just depends on where you're at in your specific scenario and what your training has looked like. Let's say that you're a beginner though. A good general guideline is for each muscle group that you're working, probably somewhere between eight to 15 sets per muscle group per week is a good starting guideline. And again, you'll have certain muscle groups that are gonna respond to the lower end of that range. You'll have certain muscle groups that may take a little bit more volume that will respond better to the higher end of that rep range or that set, that amount of sets per week. It just really depends on your individual situation and that comes down to trial and error. The more advanced that you get, you're probably gonna wanna be somewhere between 10 sets per muscle group and 20 sets per muscle group per week. And again, You should be following a split that has you hitting each muscle group roughly twice per week. So that would mean that you're hitting each muscle group with somewhere probably around five to 10 sets per workout, doing that twice per week, and that'll have you at that total for the entire week. Don't think that you should go into the gym and and do 20 sets on one particular muscle group in one session because what studies have found with this, and this is why I don't like following bro, bro splits, I'd rather you having a higher frequency hitting each muscle group two to three times per week, is that after eight to 10 hard sets in a particular session, you're going to be quite fatigued in that muscle group, which is going to make you have to use a lot less weight for those last 10 sets, if you're going to do 20 sets in one session, those last 10 sets would be done in such a fatigued state for that muscle group that it's not going to be nearly as beneficial if you would just do the first 10 sets that were at a really high intensity, you fatigue the muscle, you let that muscle recover for a two to three day period, and then come back and hit another eight to 10 sets on that muscle group. Well, on that second session, you're going to be able to use a whole lot more weight rather than if you just did all 20 sets in one session and the last 10 where you're already highly fatigued. If you can hit um, 10 sets fresh, rest, hit another 10 sets fresh later on in the week, you're gonna be able to accumulate more volume which is going to accumulate to better progress over time because you're not having to be in such a fatigued state for the final sets of that session which is just gonna have you using less weight, not feeling as good, not getting as good of a pump which is just gonna be more useless work. You're not going to get as much out of that work. So those are a few things to keep in mind. Generally, if you are new to training, somewhere between eight to 15 sets, honestly, I would start out around eight to 10 sets per muscle group. If you're new, a little bit more advanced that you get, start moving that up to eight to 15 sets, somewhere in that time frame. And then after you've been progressing for a good amount of time, you've been training for one to two years consistently, upping that to be somewhere around 10 to 20 sets per muscle group is a good place to be. And sometimes you could even get higher than that on particular muscle groups as well. Some I know some people that will go up to 25 sets, up to 30 sets per muscle group per week, which is a lot of work and not necessarily where I like to be in terms of my own training. For myself, my sweet spot is usually somewhere between around 12 to 16 sets per muscle group 
per week is where I like to be. If I'm doing any more than that, uh, my workouts are pretty long. I don't feel my best. If I can keep my volume moderate around 12 to 16 sets per muscle group for most muscles, um, that has me in a really good spot to where I can keep my intensity pretty high. I'm continuing to build strength. My fatigue doesn't get too bad. And I'm just in a better position mentally as well. My motivation stays better because I'm not going too hard, which is burning myself out either. So I like to be right in that 12 to 16 um, sets per muscle group per week. Generally, like I have some muscle groups though that I know don't need nearly as much. Like for me, if I do RDLs for my hamstrings or leg curls, honestly, I can get away with around like eight to 12 sets per week on my hamstrings and continue to get them really sore, continue to develop them, continue to progress them, get stronger over time because my hamstrings just don't need as much work. They're a little bit more tender in terms of they get sore a whole lot faster and are harder to recover. But for muscles like my chest and my shoulders, my chest and shoulders and my back, really my whole upper body can take a lot more volume. I can be up closer to that 16, even up to 18 sets per muscle group per week, and I have an easier time recovering from it. It's not as hard. I can continue progressing. I like training upper body a little bit more, so the motivation factor there is always there a little bit better, and I'm more excited to train upper body than I am lower body, which most people are, right, just because upper body is easier to train, so I can always handle a little bit more volume with my upper body, but my lower body, I tend to not need quite as much, and my lower body responds a whole lot faster than my upper body does, honestly, too. My my glutes grow really, really fast. My quads grow really, really fast. My hamstrings are really strong. And I keep the volume there a little bit lower. Again, some are around roughly 8 to 12 sets per week um, per muscle group. And then my upper body, I'm a little bit higher volume because it just needs a little bit more to get sore. It needs a little bit more to get a pump um, just to feel like I'm getting enough volume in up there. So that's a very dependent answer. There's not a specific amount of sets that everybody should be doing. I would say that those ranges are good places to start and then just start gauging, okay, how sore am I getting? Am I getting a very good pump from my workouts at this amount of sets? Am I recovered by my next session when I come back to hit these same muscle groups again later on in the week? And if you aren't recovered, then maybe you should pull back a little bit of sets first or earlier in the week to be able to hit that second session a little bit stronger with more, with less fatigue so that you can perform at a better rate. Um, if you're not getting a very good pump in your workouts under the specific body parts that you're working, then maybe you need a little bit more amount of sets in those sessions to get some blood flowing in those specific places. So those are just a few things to keep in mind. Generally, Beginners, somewhere between 8 to 15 is just a general guideline to start. The more advanced you get, probably somewhere between 10 to 20. Again, I'm more of a moderate type of guy. I like sets to be around that 12 to 16, maybe up to 18 for most people. And there's some people that just love to train to where you can add in even a few more sets for them. Um, they respond super fast, so you can add in that little bit of extra. Maybe they'll get a little bit better results out of it. And some people um, like lower amounts of volume. Some people can't be in the gym for as long. You're following more of like a full body type workout because you can only get into the gym around three days per week. Well, then your total volume is going to be down a little bit less, but our intensity inside of each workout needs to be a little bit higher, meaning we're probably pushing a little bit closer to failure in each of those sessions just to make sure that we're getting enough stimulus and volume and intensity in those specific muscle groups. So it's very dependent, but those are just a few guidelines that I would start out thinking about, start testing it, start seeing how you're recovering, start 
start seeing how your results are going and then you can adjust and auto-regulate as needed throughout the process and you'll start to get a really good idea of where your body should be um, with specific muscle groups in terms of how many sets you need to see the progress that you want to see. I do have one more question here. But as you guys know, I like to keep these episodes right around that 20-minute marker, and it looks like that's right where we are coming up at at the moment. So I'm going to save this question and just throw it with the other questions that I have for next week, and um, we'll wait for that. So I really do appreciate you guys for listening. If you found value from this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, put it on your IG story, and tag me in it. That way I can repost it on my story and send you a message personally thanking you for doing so. So I hope you have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon.